Welcome back. This is chapter three of Rewriting Her Story. We're your hosts, Mari and Steph, two licensed professional counselors in the state of Wisconsin. This chapter is all about exploring popular mental health topics on a deeper level. Real and unfucking filtered. Let's get into it. I got so confused. I was like, hit end, like we've been recording the whole time. <laughs> no, I was about to close out Zoom. <laughs> we went through a lot of emotions in we those did. 25 minutes that we were talking. So, or like, like an hour, no, 40 minutes. Yeah. 40 minutes that we were talking. So, I was a little nervous. Anyways, no. welcome back. Welcome, welcome back. back. I don't, I'm not going to print 120. Yes, ma'am. Look at me. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm not even going to fucking pretend to know where the fuck we're at right now. 120. Look at us. When I tell you, like, I feel like my wrist is jammed and I don't know how to like unjam it. And I don't know from what <laughs> not doing anything Ouch. that would require a jammed wrist, but it like, I don't know. It feels so fucking weird. Anyways, let me get my phone ready. So today on 120, we're going to talk a little bit. Um, I won't say more, but maybe like reiterate. I would say more. Like, so in previous more? episodes, okay. I don't, I have no idea what fucking number it is. My head hurts. No clue. Yeah. We talked. Don't we had, just look up attachment styles. We had the first episode that explained what each attachment style was. And then yes. the second episode, we attempted to tell you how to change it. And apparently yeah. we went off the rails, which is yeah. fine. It was yeah. still informative, yeah. but we wanted yes. to give you a more kind of succinct step-by-step I don't want to say guide. Here's the thing, you guys, like what we say is not fucking the Bible. Like you take these steps for what they are and do with them what you want. Right. But these are Mm -hmm. steps that you can take to change how you view things, how you perceive things, how you communicate things, because essentially that's why we have the attachment styles we do. Right. Is like, it's based on how we attach to our caregiver as a child and then how we perceive attachments in adulthood in adulthood you have control over how you talk to yourself about things in childhood Mm -hmm. you don't you don't know any better Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so to think that you are quote-unquote stuck in your current attachment style isn't fair to you you're not giving yourself enough credit to be like oh I have the power to change this I can Mm -hmm. work on things I can do xyz for myself to feel more secure in my relationship because here's what I don't want you to do depend on the other person in the relationship to to fix your attachment style and fix it right. quotes because that's not the right. other person's responsibility does that make sense right 100 and if they're attempting to change their attachment style i mean they've got to be focusing on themselves and how they're mm-hmm. perceiving things and it's also going to require i mean vulnerability on both people's mm-hmm. parts right like i i can't tell you how many conversations i have with people of like okay what did you talk about it like did you like and even in couples counseling sessions sometimes of like Okay, well, somebody's got to get, somebody's got to break. Someone's yeah. got to be the person who steps into vulnerability and goes into that, um, that steps into the arena. So yeah, 100%. It is, it is absolutely learned in your formative years as a young child with your attachment with your caregiver. Um, and then you behave that way. Those neural pathways are set. And then it is, co- it is consciously or unconsciously, you know, these interactions that you have in relationships, whether they're intimate or friendships. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, and I a client had brought it up to me that they were trying to work on their attachment style. And I was like, oh, we have a podcast for that. Oh. And then I was like re-listening to the second episode. And I was like, 
<laughs> she came to my office and she was like, okay, we kind of like went off a little bit and I don't we, know. Yeah. Yeah. It was when I tell you, I was like, Mari, what? You sound so dismissive. And that's, I mean, my own judgment, but I, I think I was like in one of those, um, moods where not moods because I think this is one of my core values and beliefs of that everybody is deserving of love and belonging I think I was just really up on that high horse that day of like you mean to tell me that you don't believe and it was just like a whole thing and I was like you didn't really get to the fucking point though Mari like you just kind of just said what you wanted to say and then you were like fuck it if you don't believe it (laughs) I was like which I mean it's our podcast we can do whatever we want I think, though, that we could do a little bit more justice to being um, a little more together with what we're trying to say. So here's the overarching theme yeah. of working on attachment styles, though, is it is a lot of challenging cognitive errors. Yeah. Yeah. I can't yeah. tell you the amount of clients that I have that are always like, I just feel like my partner's always mad at me. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then that dictates how they behave towards their partner. Or they're constantly asking their partner for reassurance that they're not mad at them. And then it just spirals into all of these other issues. Well, like, and here's here's the thing. Challenging cognitive errors, but also inviting your partner to a conversation. Hey, the story I'm telling myself is blah, 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 blah. If we're not attempting to check out our assumptions and walk this middle path, right? This balance between acceptance and change. If I'm not attempting to balance between those two and say like, okay, if this is, you know, this is my perception right now. Sure. I need to take a step back and look at perspective Mm -hmm. and look at what's actually going on. Talk to this person. Like even before it's challenging cognitive errors, it is building mindfulness into your day. If you are not present with yourself and cannot understand, like if you can't reflect on like how you're thinking, and I'm not talking about overthinking to the sense of like, well, what if this happens? Or what if this happens? What if they say this? What that's not being mindful. No, that's but like thinking about the actual interactions that occurred. Yeah. Thinking about like, I said this, how did I feel when I said this? Yes. They said this, how did I feel when I said when they said that? How did I perceive that? Mm-hmm. Now let's go get some perspective, right? Because if my partner comes home and I'm having a conversation about something, I and haven't checked in with like, how was your day? What have you gone through? What yeah. like what have you been through? I don't fucking know what they're coming at me at me with. Mm-hmm. Like, who knows? So it is really like first and foremost, the step is going to be building mindfulness. And so, what does that look like? Like, what does being mindful look like? I think it looks like building these different awareness exercises at these mundane parts of your day where you don't need to tell yourself how to do something, right? So, if you're looking at like washing dishes, right? Do you have a dishwasher? Yeah, I just don't. I use like once a week. I usually I like, wash dishes though. I was going to say, I feel like you wash dishes though. Mm-hmm. Um, so like washing dishes, you don't need to tell yourself how to wash dishes. You know how to wash dishes. So typically that is a time where somebody's mind can run thinking about what they've got to do, what's coming up, what's next. And then they start to spiral in this anxiety about all of these things or this reflection of like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have this. I shouldn't mm-hmm. have that. Right. Because hindsight's twenty twenty. So looking at that moment and asking ourselves, Okay, why am I washing dishes? Why am I doing what I'm doing right now? Well, I'm washing dishes because I need to use dishes again. I'm washing dishes because I don't want to run a whole cycle of a dishwasher. I don't have dishwasher fluid, so I'm washing dishes. I personally, when I'm talking to myself when I'm washing dishes, is this is I don't have a dishwasher, so who's gonna do them? Mm-hmm. First and foremost. Also, I hate seeing dishes pile up, so that's why I'm doing them. It's my gateway chore. Like it's the thing that makes it easiest to get into other chores because it is so start to finish. 
messy to pretty. Like yep. that's it. It's just easy for me. That makes my brain happy. So like all of these things talking to ourselves, like that's that's one way to stay mindful. Another way to stay mindful is sorry, there's like a hair stuck in my pants and it's really bothering me. Um, another way to stay mindful is by not paying attention to hair hair a hair on your pants. Is when you're showering. Showering is a time where a lot of people, um, if you have body issues, struggle with being present with themselves during those moments. But then also, too, it's just you don't need to tell yourself how to take a shower. We've been showering or bathing, whatever, since you were younger. You know how to do that. So it is a time, again, where your mind can start running. So why am I doing what I'm doing? Well, I'm taking a shower because... I'm focused on, you know, um, that was the, when it fit in my day to be able to do it, or like, it's my everything shower day, or it is because I had a, a um, really hard workout, um, and I'm sweaty, or, you know, it's an act of self-love or self-care for myself, like whatever that it is to you, however you want to frame it for you, checking in, in those moments, because you're tying yourself, like dropping a pin in a location, you're tying yourself to the day in that present moment of how am I thinking, how am I feeling, what's going on? Mm -hmm. That's how we build this mindfulness. So we can't, we have to build mindfulness to be able to then start recognizing, Hey, that's a distorted thought pattern. And I don't like that. Mm -hmm. So I need to challenge that. We can't, you can't pick that up if you don't learn how to be mindful first. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. What are other ways that you tell clients to learn how to be mindful? I do the driving one, right? Where I'm mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. tell yourself that you want to see a black Jeep you're going to be surprised how many black Jeeps you see because like you're putting that at the forefront of your brain that this is what I want to see. This is what I want to focus on. What I was going to say mm -hmm. too is as far as the spiraling and overthinking, and this is something I tell clients a lot because it's worked for me, mm -hmm. is like when I find myself wanting to message somebody because I'm feeling some type of way, I instead open up my notes app and just start writing. And then I come to realize I don't need to say that to anybody. Like that is just for journaling. I don't need to, fucking, I don't need to ask that. For me. I don't need to say that. I can keep that to myself. It mm -hmm. saves you from a lot of fucking like arguments or misperceptions or you I read it and you're like, embarrassment. correct. You just read it and you're like, what the fuck was that even from? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So like have a running notes open in your phone to just jot shit down. So then you can see, mm -hmm. because when we feel it, we feel it's genuine. It's real. We're really experiencing those things, whether it's, oh my God, I think my boyfriend's going to leave me. That could come out of nowhere. And then you accuse them of wanting to break up with you. And they're like, where the fuck did that come from? And then it starts mm -hmm. a fight. Instead, write that down in your notes and be like, why do I actually think that? Is it just something I'm scared of? Were they acting different? Like explore that thought to figure mm -hmm. out how you even came to that conclusion. Does that mm -hmm. make sense? Mm -hmm. 100%. So one of the the first steps that it talks about that we were writing down or figuring out is keeping an emotions journal, which is, I think, exactly what you just mm -hmm. discussed of like writing down how you are feeling about something and really being able to see if that is accurate or if your perception is off, yep. if you need some perspective about the situation. So again, coming down and being like, mm, I'm going to sit on that for a while. And that's mm -hmm. when people are in these emotional outbursts, Outbursts maybe is not really a nice one. When they are in these emotional swings, right? And they have these really strong feelings heavily in that emotional mind. 
like write that shit down and leave it for a little bit and then come back to it. Come back three, four hours later, maybe the next day, and then be able to see like, is this still the way that I'm thinking? Is this, is this accurate? Is this really what is going through my mind or how I'm thinking or feeling about these people? Or is there proof that this is valid, right? Like, Mm -hmm. are there factual things that have happened that show me said thought could be a possibility? It's the same thing mm-hmm. as challenging a cognitive error. Where's the proof? Like, where's the evidence? Mm-hmm. And I think being able to write these things down is the first step in how we start to be accountable to ourselves mm-hmm. because having a secure attachment with people is how, like, you have to be accountable for your role in the relationship, mm-hmm. right? We have to learn then how to move past these, this thought process of, of, internalization which is shame right guilt shows up when we've acted against our values and morals makes sense we made a mistake i've got to i've got to own up to that shame takes it to that point where we then internalize well because i made this mistake i am i am a mistake i am the bad person i'm this so secure attachment styles our our understanding of that we are going to make mistakes we are going to to there's going to be disagreements or arguments or things like that but it's coming to being able to see that other person's point of view and also hold space for your point of view mm-hmm. right it's it's seeing that we can be parallel with each other like you can have feelings and i can have feelings and it doesn't mean that either of us are right or wrong or that somebody's got to be to blame here it just means that we have to understand where each of us is coming from mm-hmm. and where does that compromise come from mm-hmm. and and i think not I think, I know that secure attachment styles are rooted in Mm self-love. If I don't love myself or I'm fearful if this person leaves me or they're going to leave me because I'm nothing or because I'm less than or because whatever, then like that, a a lot of work has got to be done surrounding self-worth, self-love. I'm going to go back to self-trust, build self-love, build self-worth, which builds self-love. Self-trust can only happen when we are aware of what we're doing on a daily basis, aka mindfulness, like trusting your decisions that you are going to make, knowing I'm going to make a choice here. Mm -hmm. And until I'm in that choice, I can't make a decision about whether it was favorable or not for me. I'm not going to shame myself if it's not favorable for me because I didn't know. Yeah. Does that make sense? It's moving away from those shoulds, coulds, woulds. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts about that? No, I think that makes sense. But I also think that with secure attachment, it comes back to feeling safe, being vulnerable. Like maybe growing up, you didn't feel like you could express your emotions, happy, sad, mad, glad, disappointed, all the things. And so Mm -hmm. you get into a relationship and you still don't feel that way. Right. Mm -hmm. But here's the Mm -hmm. thing. If you don't tell that to your partner, excuse me, they have no idea. So if mm-hmm. you don't openly say, you know, it was never welcome to express feelings. So this is like new for me, but I want to change that. Nothing's going to change. You're still going to mm-hmm. feel scared to express emotions because any sort of emotional expression you view as like, you're trying to start a fight. Does that make sense? 100%. And we start to be comfortable with expressing emotions or knowing how we feel about emotions when we take the time to recognize what emotions we're feeling. And also reflect and validate that for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Again, secure attachment is coming from, I don't need that other person to validate that for me. I'm mm-hmm. validating it for myself. So even if you don't think what you said was offensive, I still do. Sure. So I'm going to express that I felt that that was offensive. Here's what I would hope for next time, right? I'm not going to mm-hmm. shame that person or do anything, but I am going to let them know that even, and you can think that that's okay, 
if you're, if we're going to continue this, I don't think that's okay. I don't want to be treated that way. So we need to come to some sort of understanding or boundary here. Cause if that continues, I'm, here's what I'm going to do mm-hmm. again, secure attachment of like, I'm taking care of myself first before I'm taking care of other people. I can acknowledge that they may feel or what, you know, it is what it is, but realistically, like I have to make sure that I'm setting boundaries for myself. Mm-hmm. Because I can't control how somebody else is going to behave in a relationship, but I can only control myself. And again, I need to share how I'm feeling. I need to share how I interpreted something. I need to share with what's going on of in my brain of like how I'm going to a, a, a certain aspect. If that other person isn't open to hearing that, then maybe I need to take a step back from that relationship. Sure. I don't need to keep begging to get somebody to understand where I'm coming from. Because that's not building self-trust. That's me putting trust in somebody else, hoping that they see and acknowledge how I'm feeling. And then I'm going to be okay. And that's what I was going to bring up too. It's like with this communication, this has to be like clear. Maybe it's not always concise because expressing emotions is hard, but you need to be Mm -hmm. clear. What we're not going to do is continue to manipulate somebody in hopes that they're going to get the message, right? Mm -hmm. We're not going to start fights and be passive aggressive in hopes that they're going to understand like I felt embarrassed. You need to say that or you in need hopes to say that I felt gonna, embarrassed. Yeah. Or if you feel insecure about something, you need to say, I feel really insecure right now. And maybe I don't know exactly why, but that's where this is coming from. And I don't want to start a fight because of it. Own that. Mm-hmm. The second you try to manipulate somebody and like play games with them or like give little hints or be passive aggressive, like you're not teaching that person how to treat you. You're teaching that person how to fight with you. That's not. And secure. you're also. Well, and you're also teaching yourself, I don't matter enough to s- express how I truly feel. Yep. Like yep. there's not a space here for me to express how I truly feel. And maybe that was what was learned when you were younger. Sure. Understandable. What we're trying to do is break against that. Yes. The only way that we're going to be able to break against that is by doing something that we've never done before, mm-hmm. which, which I can understand. Yes, it's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be scary. You deserve to be heard. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to stay in spaces that require me to abandon myself anymore. I'm not staying in spaces where I don't feel heard. I understand. And again, that's not a spite thing. I understand if somebody doesn't have the ability to hear me, right? If they're not there yet. I don't need to wait though until they're ready. I'm going to continue. And if you can catch up, amazing. If you can't, well, then we're just, this isn't what it's going to be. I would rather be alone and hear myself and understand what's going on and feel fulfilled that way versus waiting for somebody else to to reciprocate that for me. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. The other thing I tell clients a lot too is you can't compare your previous experience and previous relationships to new partners. That's not fair because they're two different people. And for you to yes. assume, well, my ex did this, that doesn't mean that your current one is going to do that. So stop, mm-hmm. or, like stop projecting that onto them because they're also Mm going to feel that. And then that's Mm going to cause them to feel some type of way about like, oh, so you think this is how I'm going to behave because that's what so-and-so did over here. Like Mm -hmm. it's got to be a clean slate with each new person. And if you don't feel ready for a clean slate, then maybe we assess why we're getting into a relationship Mm -hmm. in the first place. That is why I am I'm so in favor of people when they're leaving a relationship to take space for themselves, to recognize 
what like what like view, I view relationships as experiments right and I, I don't mean that in a sassy spiteful way I mean it in the sense of this relationship is teaching me something mm -hmm. I'm learning from this relationship and because I'm learning from this relationship I have to see what the pros and cons are what the likes and dislikes are and take that into the next relationship of okay this is what I don't want and this is what I do want so now here's the new scope in which I'm applying and viewing these other relationships in the sense of okay I don't like when people don't, um, you know, people go weeks without responding to me. Sure. I'm going to be clear about my communication then and say like, hey, I don't, I'm uncomfortable if we're not speaking weekly, right? So is that something that is, is like, what are your expectations on communication? What does that mm -hmm. look like? for you. I, I don't think that we need to communicate daily. I don't think I need you to communicate every other, you know, every other hour to me. However, I think that just out of respect for that person, I want, like, I care about the person that I'm dating. I want to hear about what they're mm -hmm. going, excuse me, going through or whatever, but like communicating those expectations is unbelievably important. But if I don't know what those expectations are, I don't know what I like or what I dislike or what, what happened in this relationship that I didn't like, then I don't have any business going to another relationship. I need to stop and really take some time to, to think about, okay, how am I going to make sure that I'm aware of, of the red flags that I noticed later in this relationship? How am I going to make myself aware of what I'm looking for now before entering into another one? Sure. Because every relationship in the beginning is exciting. Every relationship in the beginning is is daisies and flowers. We can't let that blind us to the fact that there's still going to be communication issues because there always is. We're humans. We don't all communicate the same way. Mm -hmm. So we have to become comfortable with being open and vulnerable in those new relationships. And if I'm uncomfortable, if I was uncomfortable in my last relationship being open and vulnerable, how, how, how is that going to change just because the person changed? That's still inherent within me that I feel uncomfortable communicating my feelings. Mm -hmm. Does that the make other sense? Thing too, and it's not like you would know somebody's fucking attachment style. I don't know. Maybe now with the age of TikTok, everybody just shares that openly in their fucking dating profile. Right. I have an anxious right. attachment. Like, come right. find me. You know what I'm saying? But like, right. Right. if you have, for example, an anxious attachment style, and then you get with somebody who has an anxious attachment style, if both of y'all are not working on your style that's going to kind of be a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. Because both of you are going to be struggling with the same thing and fighting against one another without, mm -hmm. if there's no insight into the behavior and like your needs and expectations yeah. and things like that. So that's also something to be mm -hmm. mindful of. Mm -hmm. I'm just open and communicating about, it. I mean, I guess that's like what therapy always comes back to in my mind is like communication mm -hmm. is key. And really doing the work on what part of me thinks that I don't deserve to be heard mm -hmm. and really focusing on that part and like maybe finding somebody who does IFS works, the internal family systems therapy, um, so that you can start sectioning off those parts because that's a protective part, right? Protective part being like, don't share, don't do this, don't, you mm -hmm. know, like we, they're, they're not going to care. They're not going to whatever, like, like then we really need to sit with that part and potentially ex explore what it's feeling, what it's thinking and offer it a different job. Maybe I think that would be best served being with a professional doing that versus doing that on our own. Um, there are IFS meditations out there on YouTube from um, Ryan Anderson and Dick Schwartz. Um, so that's all, that's something that you could look into because they're like generalized ones. They're yeah. like, like intro ones. They're not like, 
the really deep ones. Um, but also I was listening to a podcast with Mel Robbins um, and she had a woman on there talking about um, attachment styles and it was a pretty concise, really nice episode. And the woman's book is called um, Learning Love, Build the Best Relationship of Your Life Using Integrated Attachment Theory. So that is something that I, I think a resource that people could uh, read to get more information about integrated attachment theory. Um, I was going to say, I think I know is. how we got off track on the last episode yeah. because I said something to the effect, and this is this is why I know, because I was going to say it again, of like, you don't have to make your attachment style your entire identity. 100%. That is how we got, because we were, we said, and then we talked like about Zodiacs. Yes. <laughs> and then we went into the thick off of the it. Rails. Off the rails. Off the rails. But that's yeah, true. And here's the, it and doesn't here's the have thing. to be a yeah. whole identity. Just yeah. like it, any it other like mental health related thing. Yes. I don't have to make my depression my whole identity. You can exactly. be aware of how it affects you in your day-to-day -day and yes. make the changes. Yes. And you can also understand that some of that is situational. Yes. Some people do have chemical imbalances for depression, bipolar, all of this. Some of it's bipolar isn't situational. Psychosis isn't, well, it could be, I don't know. That's, we're not going to get into the thick of it, but like sometimes anxiety and depression is situation, mm -hmm. situational. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's just you, like your fucking grandma died, your dog died, you fucking broke up and then you fucking like changed your new job. You're going to tell me that you're not going to feel some type of way with all of those changes going on? Correct. Come the fuck on. You're going to, it's going to create some feelings for you. Yep. So sometimes this is situational. We don't have to make that our whole personality. We can start to say like, okay, I don't like the way that I fucking feel. I'm going to work on that. Like that's the beauty of being a human in this, in this world is that you get, you get to work on that and you Correct. deserve to work on you that. You deserve a space. Yep. Yes. You deserve a space to be loved and heard and understood. Mm -hmm. And it, that is where we went off. Cause we were talking about Zodiacs and like how people make that their whole personality and like. I was like, I'm a Gemini, but I'm not flaky because I worked on it. <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't fucking have these fucking giant shifts in moods because I fucking worked on it. But I think so. there's this whole thing now on social media where people make everything their entire identity and I'm exhausted from it. 100%. So. 100%. 100%. 100%. I just saw. Uh, exhausted. Uh, I am. I'm fighting for my life. <laughs> I'm fighting for my life. Quite honestly. Yes. Quite literally. Yes. Yep. So yeah. Um, yeah. I feel that I mean it's not like step one, do this, step two, do this. Right. But really, if I did have to lay out step one is learn how to be mindful. Mm -hmm. Learn how to tie your check in with yourself multiple times a day. Set an alarm on your phone daily basis. Do a meditation in the morning. As you're going for a walk, talk about what you're noticing. Get outside. Do like you like be present. I mm -hmm. cannot stress that enough. That is step one. And you will be shocked. You will be shocked at when you start to be mindful, how you start to recognize these little things that are bringing fulfillment or neutrality to your life or your day, or you're really like, wow, I, I you know, I'm really grateful for being outside today. Blah, 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 whatever the fuck it is. You'll, you'll be shocked at how things start to change because you're showing up for yourself. You're showing, you're showing up for yourself. Yep. We're on a time limit, so I can't keep going yes. further. So you can find us at Rewriting Her Story Podcast on Instagram. You can find stuff at The Spooky Therapist on Instagram. You can find me at still... B E A X O underscore eleven and thirteen. Um, you can email us any questions, concerns, comments that you may have. Rewriting her story at gmail.com. Rewriting her story podcast at yes. gmail.com. 
And then check us out on YouTube because we're there. Rewriting her story podcast. <laughs> Until next time, guys. Bye. Bye.